Come on. Lifeblood, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Patrick Yip. Patrick, are you ready to do this? I am ready. All right, let's go. Patrick is the Director of Business Development with Apex. They are one of the nation's largest precious metals e-retailers. Patrick, welcome back. Tell us a little about your personal life, smart about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, George. Uh, so starting with my personal life, I have a lovely wife, a four-year-old son, and an extremely large 150-pound German Shepherd dog um, called Zeus. Uh, my wife's a little baby. <laughs> uh, my hobbies include traveling and analyzing financial markets. Um, transitioning to my work, I am the Director of Business Development at Atmex and OneGold. Uh, what our company does is we like to provide solutions for all types of precious metals investors. So our parent company, Atmex, is one of the largest online retailers of precious metals in the U.S. We do sell gold, silver, platinum, and palladium bars, rounds, and coins to retail investors for physical delivery. A subsidiary of Atmex is OneGold, and it's an online investment platform that allows customers to buy, sell, trade, and redeem vaulted positions of gold, uh, silver, and platinum. So many people call it the Robin Hood of precious metal since it's so intuitive and easy to use. Uh, we're also working on a lot of exciting projects, including the first ever precious metals rewards credit card, which I could discuss in a bit. Nice. 150-pound dog. I guess the only possible name for that is Zeus. Yeah. It's funny, my four-year-old son probably thinks that's a normal uh, size of a dog. So when he sees a 50-pound dog, he thinks it's a small dog. Like, what's going on with this tidy dog? Is it... <laughs> All right. Well, that's a whole uh, whole other podcast there talking about living with a 150-pound animal. So anyway. All right. So I think... You know, everything is sort of blurred together between the pandemic and then all the other awful things that are happening in the world. How how has how how have sales been since uh, since everything happening with Ukraine? Yeah, I think sales in the last couple of years, last couple of months have been crazy for precious metals. Um, I, I think that it's it's almost setting up the perfect storm. I think many people will believe or, or agree that 2022 is is unlike previous years. You're having inflation at 40 plus year highs. Um, everything from groceries to gas um, to housing is much more expensive. Um, in fact, you look at gas, it's averaging about $5 nationwide right now, which is a massive increase from the sub $2 levels we saw just a couple of years ago. Um, if you have an investment portfolio, the S&P is down 19% year to date and bonds are down about 14% year to date. So that typical 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio did little to help you. I mean, diversification basically didn't help you in 2022. Um, so a lot of people that we're hearing is calling in, emailing in, is, is they're, they're looking for an alternative op option. So where does, where does gold fit in? So if you look at past high inflationary cycles um, where the Fed is hiking interest rates, which is certainly what we're in right now, gold did well while stocks struggled. Um, if you look back at the 1960s and 1970s, which is the last time inflation was this high in the US, unfortunately, you have to go way back. Um, from 1965 to 1974, gold did extremely well. It went up fivefold from $35 to $200. While in the same period, the S&P struggled. It actually lost 26% nominally over that same period. Um, you had a brief period from 75 to 76 where the Fed got inflation under control, but they quickly lost control of it. From 1976 to 1980, you had another period of high inflation. Gold started at $100, went up eightfold to 850. And meanwhile, the S&P 
remained flat. It didn't go down this time, but it only increased 4% nominally. So that's what happened historically. Um, and then let's for- fast forward a little bit to modern times too. So in modern times, many asset classes are cyclical. Um, one will go up, one will go down and so on like that. And, and it's important to get into the right asset class that's performing well. So from 2000 to 2011, stocks had their lost decade. So basically in, in that 11 year period, stocks lost 14%. Gold on the other hand, increase from 250 to 1900. So a sevenfold increase during those 11 years. Um, From 2011 to 2021, you had the cycle reverse. So gold had its lost decade, basically struggled to perform, started at 1900, went all the way down to 1050, went back to 1900, basically didn't go anywhere for 10 years. Um, Stocks on the other hand did extremely well, went up four times from 1250 to 4800 in 2021. And then now you look at 2022 and stocks are declining. Um, So it's looking like that cycle may be reversing. Obviously, no one knows the future, but that's what it's looking like as of today. And if if the cycle does reverse, that means gold will likely outperform stocks in the next upcoming years. It's it's always interesting, and it's impossible to pick winners. And that's sort of the that's sort of the 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 point of the conversation is as if we can have money in as many different asset classes as possible, then we will theoretically be in the right one every year versus I just have all my money in the stock market. Um, It's going to have up years. It's going to have down years. It's going to have a good 10-year run. It's going to have a bad 10-year run. That's just what history tells us. So do you think that that gold is still, I mean, you've just laid out um, sort of the case for why, and, and and I agree that it's important to diversify away from just traditional stock market investments. But when when, when people say, uh, you know, gold is a good hedge against inflation, do you think that that's still true? I think it is. And and I just, like I said, I, I look at longer term periods too, um, looking at the 1960s and 1970s. Obviously, no one, no one could predict uh, what's going to happen. I just look at, for example, 2022, you're, you're seeing, I guess, the ties kind of shift. Um, what did gold do? Gold's essentially flat this year, which you know you would say, well, it's not really hedging against inflation. Well, if you look at it, it's like, well, what, else, what did everything else do? You know, S&P's down, bonds are down. Um, it, 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 it did what it's supposed to do. It protected your wealth. Um, and I look at gold personally as a, as a wealth protection strategy. If it, if it happens to double or triple or quadruple, great. But I'm more more looking at it as a defensive play, not an offensive play. Nice. I think that that makes sense. So, and then in terms of we 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 have this new asset class of of of, of crypto assets. Um, and I was talking to somebody recently, and they shared with me the study of of all the assets under management. And I think BlackRock did the did the study. It was over ninety five percent of it was was in traditional equities, and only five percent were in commodities. Um, and as interest rates start going up, I think you're going to see more money flowing away from just traditional stock investing. And as I think people have greater access to commodities through platforms like one gold and 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 other things just going to see more money flowing towards them do you do you agree with that is it a, a matter of 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 increased awareness is it is it it's easier now yeah I, I think I think a lot of times you have a like a you have cycles too even financial cycles and commodity cycles too where I think lately I feel like that everyone has been getting into cryptos they've been getting into tech. 
Um, unfortunately, you know, everything either needs to be, you know, mined. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's what we we do is is it's it's either mined or it's grown. I mean, that that's where everything comes from. You eat food, it's grown. If you you know you have a computer, it's it has metals, it's mined. Um, it all comes from you know resources out of the ground, and I think you will have that cycle um, shifting away from, I guess, uh, the the stocks and intangibles more to tangible items. Which certainly makes sense. So, as 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 consumers and investors are looking at their portfolios, is there a rule of thumb, or or how do you coach people on? Here's maybe how much, what 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 percentage of a portfolio makes sense to be putting into these precious metals. Yeah, historically, if you look at the period from let's say 1971 up till present time, and, and the reason I chose 1971, it's it's the year when gold was not pegged. Um, so I, I'm not going to take take artificial market where it's pegged. But if you look at that that um, time period, and if you did different allocations of gold, whether it's five, 10, 15 percent, and, and so on, against the S and P, um, you actually it it actually maximizes um, your return and minimizes your risk around a 25 to 30 percent uh, allocation to gold. Um, I'm not saying this is the right allocation for everyone. Obviously, there's there's people who are more bullish on gold, and maybe it's higher than that. There's people who who maybe don't like gold, or who said, "Hey, I think everything is going to be fine. I think the economy is going to." going to be fine this year. I think the Fed's going to get things under control. Then, then maybe it's maybe it's 5%. Um, obviously, I, I don't know everyone's situation, so it's hard for me to offer a blanket, hey, the 25 or 30%. But I would say do, do, do your own analysis and, and see what you feel comfortable with. I appreciate that. So when, when you are looking at, at and making just Personally, when, when, when you're looking at making investment decisions, how are you thinking about that? I know we were talking a little bit about silver before we got started. If you wouldn't mind sort of sharing your thought process, I think that would be helpful. Yeah, I always like to look at like what's the downside versus what's the upside. So silver is a great example right now. Silver is trading around nineteen dollars. Um, I think there's a lot more upside than downside. So you know, what's the worst that silver could get down to? You know, maybe fifteen dollars again, maybe even ten. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to go much lower than that. That's lower than the cost of production. But let's say you have you know. Five to ten dollars on the the downside on silver. What's the upside that silver could go to? Well, it's been at fifty dollars twice. Um, once in twenty eleven, once in nineteen eighty. I certainly think it could be forty or fifty dollars again in the future. So if I look at that, if if I say okay, there's potentially five to ten dollars on the downside, and there's maybe thirty dollars plus on the upside, the risk reward is there. Um, same thing with the S and P too. You look at the S and P and it hit about forty eight hundred uh, last year. It's like, well, what's the you know what's the upside versus what's the downside? You look at it, and we haven't had a major correction in the S and P since 2008. And I'm long term bullish on the U S economy, but unfortunately, nothing goes up forever. You can't just have a, a 50 year boom period. Um, not that we did have one, but eventually, you need to clear out the excess. So I think that if you look at a 4800 S and P, would it surprise me if it went down to 3,500, 3,000, and then it started to spool trend up? No, it wouldn't. So I just look at that and say, there's probably more downside risk with S&P at, at, at 4,800 than, than upside. And I know certainly it's lower today um, with, with a, about 20% correction in the S&P this year. Why do people invest in silver? Why not just invest in gold? Does it have practical uses that gold doesn't? 
So a lot of times people look at it and gold is like the higher volatility or silver is the higher volatility of gold. So like, let's say gold went up um, by 1%, silver might go up by 2%. Um, on the other side, if gold went down 1%, silver might go down 1% or 2% too as well. So people looking at silver are looking for like that higher volatility, higher return play. Uh, most of the time we see people getting into gold if they're looking to protect assets and people are getting into silver if they're looking to, um, I guess, grow their portfolio. Another thing people look at too is, is what's called the gold-silver ratio. That's the price of gold divided by the price of silver. So if you look at that ratio, and that's basically been as high as 120 in 2000, I believe, 2020, I believe, during the COVID times. And it's been as low as about 15, um, during, I guess, way back during when silver and gold were monetary metals, too. So the thought there is when, when the gold-silver ratio was high, you maybe sell your gold, buy silver, or just buy silver. And then when the gold-to-silver gold ratio is low, you, you know, sell your silver and buy gold. And what is it now? Roughly. It's about, I believe it's <laughs> high 80s or 90. I don't know off the top of my head, but last time I checked a couple of days ago. Got it. Okay. And so when it's higher than silver. Silver is generally undervalued compared to gold. Got it. So that's hmm. why personally I'm looking into buying silver. It's fascinating. How much time do you is probably you probably spend all the time thinking about precious metals? Um, what about uh, what are some of the other really popular categories of, of of precious metals that you find people are investing in? Yeah, I I, I always listen look, look at precious metals, research precious metals. It's actually been a hobby of mine um, for for a long time, probably since two thousand eight when we had that massive financial crash and started here at Atmex in at twenty eleven. And I feel like some sometimes my my day never escapes from precious metals. I go home, <laughs> I drive home, listen to financial podcasts, and, and everything revolves around precious metals. But it's great. I, I love what I do, and and I, I feel like that's what makes uh, our company so great. Is you have people passionate about. Um, the, the products makes sense. So this uh, this new offering you have the bullion card. Did I get that right? That's correct. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I'm excited to announce um, a first for the credit card industry and the precious metals industry. It's called the bullion card, and it's the first credit card that allows you to earn precious metals with everyday spend. Um, so instead of earning cash back or airline miles, this card allows you to earn gold or silver. So in about a month since publicly announcing the card, we've received over 9,000 interested customers, myself included too. So here's how it works. Um, you simply spend your credit card like you normally would. Um, you buy groceries, you buy gas, um, you shop at your favorite retailers. Um, every dollar you spend, you'll earn points. Um, you can then turn these points into precious metals. Um, there's two variations of the card available. So if you like physical metals, you could apply for the card on atmex.com. Your points would then be similar to a gift card balance where you can redeem them anytime you want um, for any of the 25,000 gold, silver, platinum, or palladium products available at Atmex. Or if you prefer a vaulted solution, you could apply for the card on onegold.com. Um, That's the second alternative. Um, and then your points would automatically be redeemed every month into gold, silver, or platinum, depending on what you want. Um, so this is basically a set it and forget it plan. Um, every time you use your card, you'll be earning fractional ounces of gold, silver, and platinum. Oh, that's pretty cool. It seems like uh, that is something that should have been around for, for, for a while. Is it hard from a regulatory standpoint? What, what was, or you, you, you're, y'all are just the first. 
Yeah, no. So this is, <laughs> to be honest, it's been a, a two or three year process by now. We've uh, met with different banks uh, throughout the nation, met with Visa, MasterCard, met with a whole bunch of payment processors. Um, I feel like the credit card industry is heavily regulated. Um, finally found a bank um, in Kansas City, a UMB bank that was with willing to play ball with us. And we've been working with them for the last, uh, let's say year and a half to get this program live. We've run into a whole bunch of different issues with supply chains, including card shortages and so on like that uh, because of the chips. I mean, you hear of chip shortages for autos, but then you don't think, well, a card has a chip too. And hmm. technically those were short too, but uh, it's been, it's been an exciting journey. And uh, I feel like the rewards are are amazing too. I could talk to you a little bit more about some of the rewards too. Um, I feel like they're very competitive. Um, just the fact that we got like, let's say 9,000 customers in the first month or so um, says a lot about the rewards. For sure. Yeah. Play it on me. Yeah. So the card offers 4% back on uh, in gold and silver on AppMex and one gold purchases. So if you spend, let's say $1,000 in AppMex, you'll receive 4% or $40 back. Uh, many people in the industry know that the precious metals business is typically a one to two percent margin business. So this is a massive benefit. Um, in fact, we are not making money on this. Uh, the four percent, it's more of a customer loyalty play. Uh, the card also offers one percent back in gold and silver on all of all other purchases, including gas, groceries, and shopping at your favorite retailers. In addition, you'll get fifteen thousand bonus points which has $150 value after spending $1,500 in the first 90 days of account opening. Uh, the card has no annual fee, which I know is a massive plus for a lot of customers. Um, and we do offer two promotional APRs. So the card's offering 0% APR for purchases for 12 months. So if you're looking to make that big purchase, might be a good idea to get one of these cards and, and charge it up. Um, and lastly, the card offers 0% APR for 12 months on balance transfers uh, made within the first 60 days of account opening. So nice option if you do want to save on interest on outstanding uh, debt. Guess any thoughts, questions? It also offers a couple elite club benefits on AppMex and Visa signature benefits. I could get into those as well. I tell you what, that is evidence right there of a chip shortage. If credit card companies can't even get enough <laughs> credit cards made, then then it's absolutely real. So, <laughs> yeah. It was it was a surprise to me. I go, well, technically, yeah, I, I guess it is a chip. Oh, it turns out. Just go back to the old fashioned, uh, just swipe you and get rid of the just chip. Swipe I guess. It, yeah. No, we, we wanted to make sure the card had a chip and it had the whole contactless ability. We didn't want we didn't want a low tech going you know looking backwards card. We want something that's new and exciting. No, so for sure. We we waited to, to get the right card to the market. Yeah, smart, smart, love it. Well, Patrick, the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, 2022 is trending to be a difficult year for many people's finances. Um, unfortunately, I think the next upcoming years may be equally or more difficult. Um, if you do have savings, I'd recommend getting some exposure to precious metals, um, which have historically done well during these times. You don't need to be 100% in, 50% in. You don't need to go crazy. Just 10, a 10% allocation may significantly help your finances. If you prefer uh, physical metals, check out atmex.com. Uh, that's apmex.com. If you prefer like a vaulted insured um, solution, check out onegold.com. That's O-N-E-G-O-L-D.com. And lastly, if you want to get in on a hot new credit card, which as I mentioned, I'm currently excited about it. I'm getting in. Um, you can view the complete details and terms on thebullioncard.atmex.com and thebullioncard.onegold.com. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets to come up. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for coming back on. 
Let's see. Appreciate it. If you want to learn more, go to atmex.com, onegold.com, and then the bullion card dot atmex.com and or the bullion card dot one gold dot com perfect thanks again patrick thanks george and until next time keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together